When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, but hospital grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, but hospital grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. Montana rolling out the right, looking toward the end zone, throwing under pressure, throws his pass. Caught by Clark! Clark out a touchdown! Clark, Clark has it! It's a touchdown for the 49ers! You're now listening to the 4th and Gold Podcast with Javi and Matt. Welcome to the 4th and Gold Podcast. We are back after a loss, a very disappointing loss, but we are back to preview the rematch between the Arizona Cardinals and the 49ers. The 49ers are at home this time. No more Halloween ridiculousness with injuries and banged up players and just randomness. Both teams are coming off a loss. Arizona comes in 3-6-1. and one. The Niners are 8-1. and one. They have their blemish on that perfect record. Uh, Matt, how are we feeling a couple days removed from the Monday night loss? You know what? Believe it or not, according to 49ers Twitter, the world was supposed to have ended by now. Yeah. But it didn't. We're still here. 49ers are still playing football. Look, it sucks to lose a division game. It sucks to lose the way they lost. But they'll be fine. They'll be fine. You know, they got another division game right now, this week. You know, it's coming up. Um, so to help preview it, we are bringing back our main man, Cameron Cox from 12 News in Phoenix. Cam, how you doing, man? Guys, what's going on? It's uh, It's been a rough couple days on you know, 49ers Twitter, but it's uh, otherwise <laughs> it, really, really good. <laughs> is the sky falling? You know, is, it, is the season over? It's what you it sounded would, like online the other night. You would think it was. You'd think Jimmy, Jimmy threw – you know, ruined the game and the defense didn't show up. It was, it is what it is. It's a tough loss, division Man. loss. It's the Seahawks. Imagine what would happen if they lost against Sunday. Woo! Oh, oh my God. Oh. <laughs> Give me heart palpitations there, Cam. <laughs> my bad, my bad. My bad. I didn't mean to start off like that, guys. No, no, no. Guys. Thanks for yeah. having me back. I appreciate it. Not a problem. Thanks for joining us. This is the Fourth and Gold Podcast. I'm Javi. That is Matt. Follow us on Twitter at Fourth and Gold Podcast. Follow the podcast on all podcast platforms. Um, Cameron, the Cardinals, they lost a tough one against the Bucks. How are things in Arizona? Kyler Murray, we saw him on Halloween. He is a remarkable, young, flashy, talented. I don't think I, there's too many, too many words to use for him. How how is the world? How's the Arizona Cardinals world looking? Uh, hopeful, I think, is a good way to start. Um, disappointed, I think, is another way to start. Um, I, they just leave so many things out there on the football field. No reason they should have lost to the Tampa Bay Bucks. The laundry list of things that they shot themselves in the foot with uh, was just unbelievable. From early false start penalties, had to settle for a field goal. Your star quarterback is offsides on a field goal that they missed. They have to re-kick and they make it. You know, your tight end who has great hands drops a fourth down pass wide open on his way to the end zone. You know, uh, other stupid penalties by senior offensive linemen who have been there a while and so many other things. Kyler throws his first interception since uh, September on a bad play call where they're driving down the field. He's just trying to to make a play. Uh, so many different things went on in that ball game uh, where they just kind of gave it away to Tampa. Uh, Tampa turned the ball over 
I want to say three or four times. It's two or three times, something like that. And, you know, mm-hmm. the, the Bucks are not very good. Um, I thought that the Cardinals should have blown them out. Um, and talking with a lot of guys in the locker room after the game, you know, they see these things where the Cardinals have been should have been able to score more points. They're, they're not very good in the red zone. They should have been able to do different things. And they're just not. So the, the hopeful meaning the guys in the locker room still believe this team is on the right path. This offense works. Say what you know we talked about last time and Cliff Kingsbury and all the questions coming in. No, it works. It works. And he's adapted and he he's not as hard headed as a lot of other coaches in the NFL, you know, that we've seen who won't be able to adapt their systems. So uh the Valley's very hopeful for the future. Um and Arizona has one of who I believe is uh, one of the best players in football that is not being talked about in Kyler Murray. He is just he gets better and better and he especially his arm and the way he can throw the football. So uh, they are hopeful that this team uh, will at least get some wins here on the back half of the year. It does not get any easier, especially when you play the Niners. Yeah, we saw on Halloween, um, Kyler Murray's tremendous arm talent. Uh, that throw to Andy Isabella on the out where he just, you know, uh, Niners corner Emmanuel Mosley tried to cut it off underneath it. And Best Murray throw just, of his life. Best throw oh, of his life. That was an incredible throw. So, so speaking of that game, and we saw the arm talent from from Kyler Murray. What was the what was the Cardinals locker room like after that loss to the 49ers? You know, it was a close game. Everybody's thinking 49ers are going to walk in there, they're going to blow them out. You know, the, it came down right down to the wire. You know, how, what was the mood in the locker room after that game? Man, it's interesting you asked that question because I heard Larry say something. Larry Fitzgerald say something after the game that he doesn't usually say. I mean, he. He basically, in a nutshell, paraphrasing, said, we're a damn good football team, and we can't wait to play these guys two weeks from now. He didn't say it that sternly, uh, but for Larry to come out and be like, you know, he he doesn't really make a lot of excuses, but for him to come out and basically say, hey, we can hang with this undefeated team at the time, we can ball with them, and we can beat them, we're a good football team. He did say, quote, we're a good football team. Uh, So for Larry to say that after that game, despite them losing to the Niners, it just kind of made my ears stand up a little bit. Like, my spidey senses started to tingle. Like, <laughs> oh, wow, this this team really does have some belief in it. They believe they can hang with these guys. And, and there's there's hope and there's all this stuff. That they believe they can roll it. So um, they definitely thought they should have won that game. I thought there were plenty of chances of them uh, to should have uh, won that game. Uh, San Francisco is, is very talented. But, I mean, if you would have told me we, – we talked about all these things. The Cardinals can't stop the run. I laughed at you when you asked me that question. Uh, <laughs> the Cardinals can't score points against this defense. I laughed. And all of a sudden, they did this. They did this. You know, the Niners hadn't done this all year. The Cardinals did it. The Niners hadn't done this all year. The, I mean, just just things you, you shouldn't see. And, and that just showed me that they'd grown up as a team. Uh, they're able to adjust. They're able to scheme for opponents the right way. Um, now they, if they could just get off the field on third down, and you know that that would help not and not make dumb mistakes. Um, uh, but there's definitely, you know, a lot of belief in that in that locker room that they can be better than where they are, and that can be dangerous down the road. You know, we've had other Cardinal teams in the past uh, that have spoiled some seasons uh, late in the year. Um, you know, not last year per se. Uh, they did get Mike McCarthy fired in Green Bay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> before that, when they finished 500 or right around 500. You know, they did come away with some big wins in December, late November, that kind of shocked everybody. So uh, I think this team does have some talent. You know, they definitely can ball. Uh, Kyler's going to get better and better. And so this is definitely a game, especially for the Niners, I take very seriously uh, because the Cardinals, they're not playing around these last uh, however long, six weeks, seven weeks of the season. Yeah, you know, like you said, they're they're hopeful. That's half the battle. You know, the Niners, Niners were struggling the last couple of years, but they still remained hopeful and they were competitive in a lot of games. And you know, Kyle Shanahan has has said the same thing as uh, Larry Fitzgerald said that that's a good team. You know, the record doesn't really um, do them justice. They 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 compete. They're tough. You know, we saw that against the Niners. Buda Baker is a phenomenal phenomenal player. Um, granted, he did get run over by George Kittle, but other than that, he was. He really was hoping to play George Kittle this week, by the way. I talked to him oh, I believe in the it. locker room today, uh, and I told him I actually broke the news to him that he, he, was, he hadn't heard that he wasn't playing. Um, yeah. And so he was like, he's not? Are you sure? And I, I said, yes, I'm sure. You know, you know, Kyle Shanahan said that the other day. He was very bummed out to, to not get a chance at, <laughs> at, at him again. Uh, and he definitely admitted that there were some plays that – uh, he left out there on the field. You know, the 49ers, I still think they'll go after him. So um, yeah. it, it'll be fun to watch. He definitely has kind of this circle a little bit. 
he doesn't want the last uh, thing to be remembered is uh, Kittle just kind of running over him on the way to the end zone. So regardless yeah. who you throw out there, uh, Buddha definitely is looking forward to this game. Yeah, he's going to bring it. And Buddha, you know, Kyle Shanahan said as much. The team, the Arizona Cardinals are really, really good. They, you know, they the record doesn't show that for them, but they, they compete. And it's a division game, you know. Um, 49ers fans got a little too cocky and, um, you know, think we can beat everybody. But at the same time, you have to realize this, these are NFL players and this is a division matchup. Cardinals have had our number for years. And um, mm-hmm. for us to come out and win one, that's, that's a big step. This game is at home. Um, what what do you think? Is there any adjustments that you think that the the Cardinals are going to make on defense if there is no George Kittle, but with Emmanuel Sanders and Debo Samuels? Um, what do you what do you what do you make of that combination? And and we saw them attack Patrick Peterson quite a bit in this last oh, game. Yeah. What what's going on with Patrick Peterson? Uh, well, I did get a chance to talk to Patrick Peterson specifically about Emmanuel Sanders today, and you know, it, it kind of just flat out, point blank, you out for revenge? Like, not not to say that I didn't basically tell him he kicked his butt last time, but he kicked his butt last time <laughs> the whole game. And uh, I just said, you know, Pat plays him. You got for Ben, he, you know, he kind of had his way last game. Is you, Do you circle it? Do you get a hype for it? Is that something you look forward to? And Pat being the, uh, I always say he just think, you know, the great ones just think differently. He just wants to go out there and be great all the time. Yeah. Uh, but I would think personally, just as a human, uh, you know, if I get my butt kicked like that, I definitely want another shot. I'm definitely – you know, no matter what, I'm I'm looking forward to that matchup again. So, uh, Peterson did not play well the last time these two teams had met. Um, he, he's it's it's tough with him. Uh, I'm not, I, you know, there's nothing like game shape, and there's nothing like playing for game shape. He sat on the couch for the first six weeks of the year, not mm-hmm. to say he just sat there and did nothing, but running routes and running sprints and simulating the game is just not the same. So, sure, he came back to a great game against the Giants. The Giants are not very good whatsoever. Uh, but I think there's some growing pains with him coming back and just getting back into that normal flow of what uh, he expects of himself, what this defense, excuse me, needs of him to as well. And so he hasn't played great. He hasn't been the Patrick that we're used to seeing, uh, but he's still Patrick Peterson. I think the Niners are going to go right at him once again. Uh, at least if you know if I were Kyle Shanahan, I'm I'm kind of one of those make me prove make uh make them prove it kind of guys. And so yeah. until until he stops them, I'm gonna keep going. It's what the Saints did, it's what Drew Brees did. They went, you know, they kept feeding the ball to Michael Thomas. He's our best guy. We're gonna keep going at him. In the past, teams have done the opposite. They're not throwing it, Pat, no regardless of who he's covering. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I think the Niners are gonna go right after him uh, once again. Uh, the car- biggest thing for the Cardinals right now, they just have to figure out how to get off the field. Uh, on third down. The Niners were one of those teams that just ate them up on third and long all day long. And uh, adjustments is probably the wrong word just because they got who they got. They're young on the back end. Uh, You know, they play two rookie safeties most of the time along with Buda Baker. They got another, um, you know, rookie cornerback in Byron Murphy. They might get uh, uh, Jermon Brock back this week, uh, who's another guy that can play too as well. He's kind of been out. a little bit, and so another corner that can slide in there too as well. They just got to figure out how to get off the field uh, on third down. That's that's something the Niners hurt them with. You know, they they nickel and dimed them to death and hit it right over the top for a long play. So, uh, you know, that that's definitely kind of a key. I would say a key this week. Adjustments is hard when it's you know you got to you got you're not bringing in any any new guys or anything like that. Uh, I don't think the Niners will. I mean, you tell me. I don't think the Niners are going to change too much of what they do. So uh, now the question is, can you just line up and stop it? Well, that's interesting you mentioned that because earlier you mentioned it. You laughed when we asked if they could stop the run. Well, the last time they played, the Cardinals dared Jimmy Garoppolo to win. You know, they they stacked the box. They committed to stopping the run. The 49ers are going to be without Matt Brady this week, it sounds like. Uh, he's got he's got a busted ankle. He's probably not playing. And it sounds like this is just the yearly thing with, with Matt Brady where his ankle, you know, cost him a game or two. Do they kind of commit to that same game plan? Again, do they say, hey, you know what? Jimmy Garoppolo coming off a bad week, you're going to have to beat us. Um, it, it, in bad week, I don't know if Jimmy G had necessarily a bad week. I get, mm-hmm. I get why people say that. But, man, those guys dropped a lot of passes. Exactly. Like, if that was my receivers coach in high school or in college, <laughs> I'd be running till like, I, there was no tomorrow. Our, our coach used to, like, keep tallies every time we drop the pass in practice like sometimes he just throw you the ball when you're not looking and it hit the ground he'd be like oh 
practice another 40, you're going to have to run out of practice. <laughs> if, if, he, if he felt like we were having a bad practice, he just start adding 40. I mean, my goodness, how many, I mean, just all those passes, the, they didn't give Jimmy Garoppolo any help the other night uh, is one thing. So um, it, it's interesting you asked that question. I was thinking about that today. Uh, if I'm Vance Joseph, uh, I back off a little bit, just a little bit. Um, I think you got to find a healthy balance in there. If you want to commit to stop the run, Jimmy G showed he can beat you uh, on Halloween on Thursday night. So I think you got to figure out a happy balance uh, to that median because some of those big plays they gave up. Um, now, there were a lot of effort questions there with Patrick Peterson on some of those plays. So maybe now he's more prepared for it. Maybe now he knows what, you know, the Niners are going to throw at him. But um, I just I just think you got to be careful in, in what you're doing because he showed he can beat him. And, you know, he took that game plan the Cardinals did. And great, you're going to stop the run. I'm going to beat you downfield all day long. Uh, so I think they have to find a, a healthy mixture uh, in what they're going to do, at least at least defensively. Uh, you know, if, if, if I was Jimmy G, I'd be concerned with where Chandler Jones is all the time. Uh, he's just making a case for defensive MVP, leads the league in sacks and, and forced fumbles. I mean, he is just unreal uh, at what he's doing. And uh, it doesn't look like many offensive linemen uh, can block him at times. So uh, that, that to me is, is, is the biggest key. Yeah, Chandler Jones is one of the most underrated pass rushers in the league. He doesn't get talked about partially because he plays for the Cardinals. Exactly. His numbers... You know, it's funny you say that. We talked about that today. Patrick Peterson even said, it's like, we're not on national TV. Yeah. Yep. You're not on national TV. They're not going to pay attention to you. That's yep. not working. That's exactly, that's exactly what it is because Chandler Jones is an elite talent. And Kyle Shanahan has also said as much, you know, it doesn't matter what the left tackle is or right tackle is. You just can't block them. You just got to do your best to try, try to keep them away uh, from the quarterback. Uh, which brings me to the other pass rusher. Terrell Suggs did not practice yesterday or today. What is his status for this game? Is he going to be up, or what's going on with him? Terrell Suggs' status is he's old. That's what his status is. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, old, old, old folks, they just don't practice. You know, they, we're talking about practice, all, just about the game. So, uh, no, Terrell is fine. He's done okay. that multiple times this year. It's, it's funny. You know, you look around and be like, where's he at? Okay, and then all of a sudden, there he is Sunday. You good? I'm good. Okay. Uh, I even asked the uh, – assistant coach on another team a few weeks ago, you know, they were talking about Terrell Suggs and the, and the way he was playing. And, and I go, yeah, but he doesn't practice. And coach goes, well, he doesn't need to practice. And I go, ah, touche. Good point. Okay. <laughs> so if, if, I, if I would be shocked if he does, like we stop asking if, if he's, you know, the first few weeks you kind of ask, Oh, well, is he okay? Was the stab, you know, game, you know, and then he's just there every game. So it's like, all right, until, you know, Cliff gives us some sign that it's like serious, why ask? Because he's he's just he's old. He's been doing this a long time. He's, you know, save his body for Sunday. I think that's the mentality. And old in the best way possible. Like old, he can still kick my butt in any way, shape, or form. So uh, he's <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. he's do- he's he's a he's a dominant old guy. And uh, it's still Dwight it's still T Sizzle. Yeah, the white Freedy once told me one time that it's it's an honor to be called that old guy. It means you made it uh, in the NFL. So I mean that with the utmost respect. Yeah, uh, switching to the other side of the ball for for the Cardinals, they attacked San Francisco's aggressiveness on Halloween with a really effective screen game and a really effective read option look. Um, Niners hadn't really seen it yet. You know, Kyler Murray was easily the most athletic quarterback that the 49ers had seen as a defense. Do you think they're going to come out with that same kind of look, or do you think Cliff Kingsbury is going to dig deep into that bag of tricks and uh, change things up a bit? Here's how Cliff is different than most coaches. Uh, Cliff, that playbook is ever evolving. Um, you know, a lot of people won't give me an exact number, but he'll come in with 15 to 20 new different plays every week, depending on who you're playing, different formations, different things that they could do to attack uh, certain guys and uh, get certain guys the ball. And uh, it, it's crazy. I mean, he really is like a mad genius into figuring out what goes on in that head. I mean, he, when he, when he thinks about game planning, man, he'll throw different things out there all the time. And a lot of the Cardinal games, it, it's the playbook has evolved. You know, they'll, they'll do something different. They'll figure out different ways to, to get the ball down the field. Um, you know, their basic stuff is a lot of that read option. Um, you know, that, that running game has evolved here and there. The quick passing game uh, is big. And then they're going to, you know, they hope to get involved in the screen game and hope to take their shots down the field. So I, I think you're going to see a little bit, Something different. I'm not sure exactly what Cliff's going to come up for this game. 
He's just not going to roll out there with the same, you know, basic stuff that they always did. You know, the last time you played these guys, but uh, you will see Kyler Murray run the ball here, here and there. You will see him move around in the pocket and, and make plays with his legs. That's the key. And truthfully, that's the biggest thing that I've noticed from other teams is why they respect the Cardinals so much is that Kyler, uh, his ability has quickly caught his, his ability to make plays with his legs is kind of quickly caught on around the rest of the league. Like teams are, they're not blitzing the Cardinals near as much as I thought they were. I thought most of the year that they were just going to come after Murray and make him beat you. No, they've, uh, they've changed it up a little bit. He, he's definitely earned a lot of respect uh, for defensive from defensive coordinators around the, uh, the country. So uh, Kyler's going to be Kyler, uh, but I would expect Cliff to throw some wrinkles in there. Uh, too as well. Now the question is, who's going to start running back? Yeah, that was actually you. You went right into it. What is going on with David Johnson? What is the deal? Oh, he looked terrible on Sunday. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit last time, and it's just I, I love DJ as a person. He's been great for this valley. Um, you know, he is a great person in general. He's just not the same player he was in 2016, and I just I just hate to say it. He just now he doesn't run the same. He's battled a lot of injuries. He's been banged up this year, but there's just clear video evidence that he is not running with that same oomph uh, that he used to run with, and it's just not working. When he's in the game, there's just not much. He had another costly fumble uh, as the Cardinals were driving late in the game against the Bucs that they turned into the game-winning drive, and uh, DJ's had a bad problem with fumbles his entire career. He continues to make... Uh, I said this after the game, rookie-level mistakes that he's made his entire – like he, it just seems like he's never learned. He, he talks about learning and, 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 and changing his ability and, and, and growing as a player, and he's done that in some cases, but he still has made those costly errors at times uh, that he's made his entire career. And at, at some point, you just got to figure out, if, is it worth him to see that much playing time on the field? Uh, Kenyon Drake has been – a breath of fresh air a little bit with Chase Edmonds down. Chase Edmonds, by the way, uh, will not play this week. Uh, yeah, I saw that. They're going to hold after the bye. Um, but when Edmonds gets back, they want him involved. I mean, Cliff from day one has been a big fan of Chase Edmonds. He can play all the receiver positions. He can catch the ball great. He's fast. He runs very hard for being a smaller guy. They want him involved in every level of the offense. Kenyon Drake, he has shown uh, – since coming over in that trade, that he can do everything David Johnson can do. Plus, uh, he seems to run harder than David Johnson. I mean, just turn on the tape. The proof is in the tape. That's what I keep going back to. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to talk down to David or anything like that. Or I, I think the criticism is fair. You turn on the tape. That's what you'll see as a guy, Kenyon Drake, running harder than David Johnson. And so, you know, I asked everybody after last game, who gets playing time? And after that fumble, David Johnson was benched. And uh, Cliff didn't say that, but that's what it was. And uh, he did not touch the ball the rest of the game. So I think you have your answer now that, you know, this may be, maybe what I'm thinking is this going to be Drake's show. Um, and, and when Chase Edmonds get back, it'll be them too. And you'll have to pick your spots when to mix uh, David back in there. Uh, it's tough now, but he has a major cap um, hold on the Cardinals next year. They owe him a lot of money. Um, so it's tough. Maybe you try to get him more involved too as well, but he's just not, the same player that he once was, which is a shame because he's such a great pass catcher, can create such a, a mismatch for that secondary. Um, you're just not, not seeing it. So maybe this is the week they try to get him uh, involved again. But the, the clock is definitely ticking uh, on David Johnson's playing time, I would say. Yeah, there was a run against the Bucks where he, he ran to the left, and it looked like he was running through wet cement. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. was just moving in slow motion, and he got tackled for a loss. And it, it was just, it was just one of those clips. And when you take it out of context, it looks really bad. But then, when, like you're saying, when you combine it with everything else, I mean, that's just, that's becoming more the norm than the old David Johnson we saw before the injuries. Kind of, I don't know if it's the injuries taking her toll. I don't know if he's got something else going on. But it's just definitely not the same, like you said, 2016 David you Johnson. Know, I had a coach once tell me it's tough to take tape out of context. Um, yeah, at least football <laughs> tape. Um, hey, you, did you run that route hard? Doesn't look like it. Nope, you didn't run huh. that's, that's when when the coach turns on the tape, how they interpret that tape is how is kind of what it is in the NFL. Same in, in all football, you know what I mean? I could thought, like, there would there be plenty of times I thought I ran hard. Then you watch the tape back and you're like, damn it, I didn't run as hard as I, My legs weren't moving as, as fast as I thought they were moving, you know? 
And so it, it's just, I, as a guy who's watched David Johnson since he got in the league, I remember him, I remember where he would run those zone reads and jump over guys and run through guys like Earl Campbell used to do. And just, you're just not seeing it. And it, it, we're guessing at reasons why injuries, you know, he got paid. I, I, I don't know. I don't want to question him anything like that, but it's just, we're just not seeing it. Like when you, when it boils down to it, we're just not seeing uh, what we used to see out of David Johnson. Yeah, you know, and in, in, on our on our end, Dante Pettis has been getting absolutely destroyed in, in Fortnite's Twitter, and then Kyle Shannon calls him out. Like you said, you know, the tape doesn't lie, and you know, I was watching it. There's just there's it's um, the Niners and the Cardinals dealing with some things on their offensive on the offensive side as well. So yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting. Hey, who's going to play? Are the Niners going to have uh, you know a healthy team this week? Rumor has it, everybody's hurt. <laughs> it's a long, it's a long list of injured players. I, I would expect Emmanuel Sanders to play. I would expect Debo to play. Uh, Debo's not hurt. Um, Tevin Coleman missed practice today for personal reasons, but he's expected to play. Joe Staley is out, so they're going to go with Justin School, who held up pretty well against Chandler Jones last game. Yeah, um, so for the most part, Matt Breida's not going to play, but Raheem Mostert's been very, very good in the limited snaps he's gotten on offense. So it'll be um, the Niners, you know, we, me and Matt spoke about it on previous episodes. The early bye week is it was um, was not so friendly for the Niners, and it hasn't – it's shown up uh, the last couple of weeks with all the injuries that are piling up. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's tough for the Cardinals because their bye week is not till next week. And, you know, ask Larry today, have you ever had a bye week this late in the year? And he said no. Um, thankfully, they haven't been hit by a lot of – uh, they had all their injuries at the beginning of the year, really. So um, they're major injuries, I should say. So, uh, you know, hopefully this bye week at least helps them get a little bit back healthy. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's just weird to have a, a bye week for the Cardinals so late in the year. Yeah, the early bye week killed the Niners, like Javi said. It, it was bad for him. Um, I, I don't know if Robbie Gold's going to play either. He's still up in the air, so they'll be rolling back out with uh, – the rookie McLaughlin, who who shanked the 47-yard field goal in overtime, but made three field goals in regulation, including a 47-yard to get him to overtime. I don't want to throw a lot of shade at the kid. I think he did a pretty good job, all things considered. Um, you know, it's interesting. I'm, I'm really looking forward to being in San, Fran- San Francisco, uh, Santa Clara. Uh, <laughs> what, what do y'all say? Do y'all say, I mean, do, do, do people acknowledge where they play? It's terrible that they moved the team. By the way, that far away from the Bay, from from San Francisco, I hate it. So, so I mean, I've been out there. um, I've been to Candlestick, and Candlestick has this just great. When I went to it, it was during the Harbaugh years. Candlestick, the final year that they were there, I had gotten out of the military and um, finally had enough money to go get a good seat and play. That we went to, I went to the Niners and Seahawks game, um, and Candlestick. You know, I've been to a lot of stadiums. Candlestick had just that feel. You know, I grew up on the East Coast, going to old Yankee Stadium, and it has that aura. When you walk into Candlestick, it had that aura. And then I went to Levi's. It doesn't first. have it. It doesn't have it yet. Yeah. Um, I'm, not, I'm heading out there this year, and, you know, a lot of folks have said it's gotten a little bit, a lot better. The crowd, obviously, when you win, things are better. Um, but the distance isn't too bad. You know, you, you hop on the highway, you're 45 minutes from San Francisco, from the pier. Um, I've been out there a couple times, and those two – um, those times I've been out there, you know, just go go up to the city and and uh, check out the pier and things like that. But it's not it's not a terrible location. I guess just getting out of the stadium kind of sucks with traffic. But um, a lot of folks, I think most more most people give give the Niners crap about it because it's Santa Clara instead of San Francisco, and it's usually from opposing fans that are just you know the Santa Clara 49ers instead of San Francisco. My you know bad. what I mean? My bad. <laughs> My bad. No, I, I was I was good. Uh, did you say you were in the military? <clears throat> yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Me, we, me yeah. and Matt both. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you guys for your service. We appreciate no it, guys. Hey, uh, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, I was going to say, um, you know, the the times that I've been out to this stadium, and I've, I think I've been there every year for the past four years uh, for the Cardinals and Niners, and the crowd has just been dead. So I'm really looking forward to seeing, now that they're on a roll, what that stadium is like in the day. It's a little hotter during the day. Just interested to see what that crowd's going to be like now that this team is successful and, you know, fans have a lot to cheer about. Yeah, it, it's a big change when, when you watch the games on TV now. Because um, I, I, I'm living back on the East Coast now, too. So I have to pretty much catch all the games uh, on TV. And, and when you do, you can tell the difference between what it was 
last year, year before, year before that, when they first opened Levi's, and and now. I mean, you can actually hear the crowd on, on the TV. They're super loud. Um, the chants are going. on. I was, I was out here. I live in the D.C. area, so I was at the Redskins game. That was like a home game, man. 49ers fans have been yeah. traveling. Every, oh, every game you watch, it's every game you watch, it sounds like a home game for the 49ers. And I think the team's really feeding off that energy. Uh, Monday night against the Seahawks was, ooh, that was a rocking stadium. Yeah, when when the 49ers are good, their fans they go everywhere with them. They're just one of those teams, you know. Even Larry talked about it today. I mean, he he rattled off all the greats uh, who played for the 49ers. You know, I, I think he's played against them more so than anyone else in his career. I can't remember if he said that today or maybe it's got to be in the 30s. The amount of times he's played the 49ers, and you know, he he even says like when you just play that organization, you think of the greats, Montana, Clark, Rice. I mean, you just, you just, all that goes through your heads and everything that happened at Candlestick Park. So you just, it's just one of those organizations that you kind of grow up and you just, you always want to play against, play for, you know, it's just the 49ers is what they're, they're known. So it's good to see them back um, winning games. I'm sure the full, the National Football League loves it too. I mean, yeah, they, 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 they definitely love it. They, they flex them into primetime. time. <laughs> twice for the rest of the remaining two more yep. games in the season. Um, and, you know, and I love Larry Fitzgerald. I think Larry Fitzgerald is possibly one of the top five. Or actually, no, it's no possibly. He is a top five all-time wide receiver. And I need him to stop catching touchdowns against my top Niners five. in big moments. Top five. I got to go with Jerry. I got to go with T.O. I got to go with Randy. And I put Larry right there. So Larry's right there. That's tough. I, I'm, I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing. <laughs> <laughs> top five. But I just need Ooh. I need uh I need I need Larry to stop catching touchdowns and pivotal moments against my yeah. team. That's all. Well, they uh I just, he he does have a lot of success against the Niners. They've struggled to get him the ball. They finally got him going a little bit last week down the field. Um, you know, again, not sure why they've struggled to get him to throw him the ball. I just, you know, this offense is fairly simple. You know, plays are are not necessarily the most complex. So, I feel like they got to get him involved. They made an effort last week, which is good to see. So. Uh, I hope they make a, a bigger effort this week to get Larry uh, going, too, as well. All right. Well, you, you know what time it is, Cameron. You know what we need from you. Okay. Last time, we were all correct. We all picked the 49ers to win. None of us had it being as close as it was. So what do you got this week? You'll make me go first, huh? <laughs> oh, absolutely. You're going to make me go first. All right. Um, sheesh. I'm picking... Uh, Man, I have given zero thought to this. Now you put me on the spot. 35-28 Cardinals. Okay. Okay. So you got the Niners dropping two straight. All right. I do. I do. All right. Two straight lost. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. Here's, I, I, and, I'll tell, and I'll tell you why. I might sound a little crazy, but like everything that the Cardinals did so wrong against Tampa Bay... And then I started looking at it. I started going back in games. I just started charting things and things that they shot themselves in the foot and missed opportunities in the red zone. It's like a lot of these games, you should have scored 40 on teams. And sure, should have, could have, would have is never a good thing to uh, to think about when you're trying to you know to build something. It, it, it's, it's kind of false hope. you got to win the game. You are what your record says. Uh, but I don't know. Something tells, you know. Something tells me this team is just right there. And they just need something positive in their way to happen uh to get this thing rolling not to say the cardinals are going to go on to win you know out the rest of the season make the playoffs or anything like that uh but i i I just think they're right 
there. Uh, and, you know, if they can correct even half the bonehead mistakes that they made last week, they beat Tampa by two touchdowns. So um, I guess we'll see. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's blind faith. Uh, but, we'll, <laughs> but we'll see. That's why I'm not a bet man. I don't bet money on games. Don't ask me. You know, this great. You know, don't ask me for any of that. Uh, but I, I, I think this is the game that the Cardinals, number one, they, I think they need to win. Uh, more importantly, um, just because you got to get something rolling here um, before the end of the season, or, or this thing could get really ugly because the schedule gets brutal. It's just it's tough the back half of the year for them. So um, this is one they got to have, and, and I think they can do it. Yeah, I am. Um... Listen, you can call me a liar. You could you can do that. <laughs> no, you, no, I you mean can, you can just you can just be Cam. You're full of blank. You no, I think I think. No, I think the Niners should be better prepared for this game, um, seeing as they have they've played one game against Kyler Murray, and they yeah. should make proper adjustments. You saw the defensive effort they had against the Seahawks. I think they can yeah. replicate that uh, throughout the season, and I think they can they can bring that back out. I think this team is angry. Um, Richard Sherman sounds like he's angry. Fred Warner sounds like he's angry. DeForest Buckner sounds like he's angry. This on the defensive side, they know they let one slip away. Um, and then on offense, I think the Niners, I think they should be able to take advantage of some of the things the Cardinals lack on their defense. And that was, you know, attacking the linebackers like they did last game. If they can do that again, I think the Niners should come out victorious. The spread is 10 and a half in the favor of the Niners and the over-under is 45. So the last time it was 10 and I didn't like it. And I still don't like the 10 and a half. I think it's going to be a close, close game once again. Niners come out 27-21. That's, that's where I have it. I like that. Yeah, so I didn't like the ten and a half spread either in in the first game because I lost a little bit of money. Cameron, yeah. you may you may not gamble on the games, but I did on that one. And I took the Niners minus the that's, points and I lost. That's that's Vegas playing with you guys, man. That's, I know that's what they're doing. <laughs> so so they play with me. You guys with that ten and a half points. So I'm 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 with Javi on this one. I don't I don't I don't like that spread either. I think it's gonna be a closer game than that. I've got the Niners winning 31-24. And I just think both defenses are going to kind of have their hands full. I think we saw, you know, a good portion of of, of Kingsbury's offense. I think, like you said, we're going to see another 15, 20 different plays they didn't see last time. Um, Quan Alexander being out, you know, week two with that, they're 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 adjusting. Dre Greenlaw played all right. Um, Aziz Alshair played okay against against the Seahawks. They both look young. They both made some young young player mistakes. Both made some good plays. Dre Greenlaw, the interception in overtime especially, was was fantastic. Um, yeah, 31-24. I, I think they do just enough to win because it's a must-win for the 49ers. And the schedule gets brutal from here. They got to win this one. You can't drop two straight and then play Green Bay and then go on the road to Baltimore and on the road to New Orleans in three consecutive weeks. Must-win for the Niners. Lose, uh, good teams don't lose two in a row. That's what Bruce Arians always used to say when he was here. Bruce Arians is an excellent coach. He 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 didn't lose too many two in a row games until this no. team started falling apart. So yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's the truth. Um, but you know, Cameron, hey man, we appreciate you uh, coming on with us again, uh, doing this. Um, you know, I we hope that this podcast is last long enough so we can get you back on for next season, um, and uh, maybe even do some more preview stuff next year. But we definitely appreciate you, man. We got a lot of likes and a lot of follows and a lot of uh, comments about your commentary in this episode, last episode, and everyone enjoyed your 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 thoughtfulness and everything else. We really, really, really appreciate you. Well, I, I appreciate that, and I hope y'all. Sorry about my voice, man. The, the weather changes here in Arizona; it gets everybody sick. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> Excuse me, I've been trying to drink water and, and do this. So um, thank you guys for having me. Javi, we, we, we can't go without talking about your championship football game. One of us can win a title come Saturday, man. Yeah, my, my, my son's flag football team went 7-1 and one regular season. They won their uh, first playoff game last week by 21-6. to six. And they have a game against uh, teams. My 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 team name is the Mustangs. We play the Texans on Saturday, uh, nine in the morning. A bunch of four and five year old kids running around chasing each other, pulling flags. But my team is very very fast. I got a got a an Alvin Kamara. I have my son. He thinks he's Frank Gore. Um, so it's uh, hopefully we win this game. We did lose to this team earlier in the season, thirteen to fourteen. Um, but we should be able to beat them on Saturday. So 
if uh, any, I will keep everybody posted on that after the game on Saturday. Man, <laughs> that didn't sound like a coach I've never heard. Man, that was awesome. What kind of offense we running? What kind of offense we running, Javi? We running a little bit of a little bit of a pistol. Um, we go. A lot of quick handoffs, a little quick hitters. I have my son can throw the ball a little bit, so he you know he gets it out pretty quick. So he's uh he thinks he's Frank Gore, and you know he likes he likes Colin Kaepernick. So he's uh. He's uh, he likes the running with the ball, so he, he does fairly fairly well out there. There we go. How cool is that? Well, uh, well, best of luck to you guys uh, this week. I hope you I hope you bring it home, man. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, guys. Hey, no we'll talk to you soon, Cameron. Take care. All right. We want to thank Cameron uh, once again for coming on with us. Um, we really, really appreciate all his commentary and insight on the Arizona Cardinals and this upcoming game. Um, you know, he mentioned it. You know, the, the world's coming to an end. 49ers Twitter is going a frenzy. Everything's wrong. The Niners are 8-1. and one. Everyone relax, guys. <laughs> um, it's been three days since the loss. I think um, everyone has time to process it. What happened? What is this? Why? There's a lot of reasons why this 49ers team lost that game. Um, and there's a lot of reasons the, the 49ers could have won that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's, not, it's not a time to panic. You're 8-1. and one. You are in a division race now. This is what you wanted. This is what 49ers fans wanted. You wanted the stress. You wanted to be a winning team. This comes with it. You're going to take an L eventually. And you took an L against a good team who took advantage of our mistakes. Um, other than that, you know, rewatching the game, there wasn't very much offense for the Seahawks, and there wasn't very much offense for the Niners. It was just an old school defensive battle, big boy play, um, and you saw that over and over and over again in this game. Um, you know, your heart was pumping, blood was blood pressure was through the roof. To me, after watching it again, I'm more calm, more relaxed, more at ease with the loss. It's all right to have a loss. Um, you know, we talked about it last time. Niners could be 13 and 3, 12 and 4, and be in a really good position. But I hope, uh, my hope is to have the number one seed or the number two seed. I want Levi's to have a home playoff game. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I hope they do too. Um, again, I want to thank Cameron for coming on. Man, that dude's fun. That dude is fun because awesome. we get a chance to talk to him, you know, before and after we, we, we hit the record button. Um, Cameron's an awesome guy. Uh, please, y'all, give him a follow on Twitter. He, he's a very entertaining dude. Um, and if you get to know him, he'll tell you some really cool stories. He had some fun stories for off the air. Um, but back to the Niners. Yeah, you know, this is, we all knew it was coming. They weren't going to go 16 and no. This is stuff we reiterated after the loss. Um, I had a chance to rewatch it too. Look, minus those three turnovers, the 49ers defense didn't give up almost anything. You know, you take away the two fumbles, you take away the interceptions, and Seattle didn't move the ball very well all game until the very last drive. I'm yep. not sweating it. The 49ers defense is very legit. They are very good. It just the, the score makes it look like they weren't as good as they were. And and it, and among other things, the 49ers had no business being in that football game as poorly as they played. No business. Yeah. And they yeah. came a missed field goal and overtime away from winning. Look, take a deep breath, y'all. This team is good. They're going to play in competitive games. They're going to play in stressful games. And, and you said, that's what you want, man. I need this stress back in my life. I need it back in my life. I'm, I'm tired of watching games being apathetic. So, yeah. look, it's, this is competitive football. That's what we're getting. Um, look, I will, real quick, I'll, I'll take a loss like this over the loss to the Cowboys in year one of the Shanahan era. You know what I mean? Where you just get completely throttled. Yep. Um, these these losses are fine to have. These things are going to build character. This team is, has been through a lot of losses. They can bounce back. You saw that at the beginning of the year. They came off a terrible season the year before, and they came out firing. I do not care about the opponent that they had. They dominated who was in front of them, and they did that repeatedly for eight weeks. And then they showed up again on defense against the Seahawks, who only scored on offense because of 49ers turnovers, and they did that with a short field, one score for 16 yards, the other score for 24 yards. Other than that, the Seahawks didn't move the ball. They didn't move the ball consistently, they didn't run the ball well, um, and they didn't pass the ball very well either. The only difference between this game is the Seahawks made plays when it mattered, especially at the wide receiver position. They caught the passes that were given to them, Mm -hmm. and the Niners had too many drops, um, and that was the biggest issue. But I'm over that game. It's on to Arizona. Um, 
you know, this team, I've, I've, you know, nine and one is is my prediction going into this Packers Sunday night football game, which is going to be rocking. Um, for whoever goes out to that game, it better be loud like it was on Monday night. Yeah, and, and I would like to see the stadium loud this Sunday too. Don't skip out on this yep. one. Don't look ahead. You know, get loud. Uh, as fans, you can look ahead to, to to bigger games, but this division game, you know, we said it with Cameron. Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and jump into my first key of the game. And, yeah. and I, th- I think you, you touched on it when we were talking with Cameron. The 49ers are angry. They are angry. And the difference between angry this year and last year, look, last year was more of a defeated angry. This is a fired up angry. This defense is going to come out, and they're going to want they're going to want blood. Now they're not going to play dirty. They're not going to take cheap shots, but they are out to play, and they are out to dominate them. And I, the key to the game is to get to Kyler Murray. Look, they got to Russell Wilson a lot. They need to do that again. Whether that involves blitzing, whether that involves just sending four guys, whatever it is, they got to get to Kyler Murray, Murray early. And they got to get to him often. They just play. This is the, third straight week against athletic quarterbacks. There's nothing coming at them they haven't seen yet, right? They had Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray. They know how to handle athletic quarterbacks now. Just use that yeah. use that knowledge, contain him, keep him in the pocket, get your arms up in front of him. The man is like 5'2". Get DeForest <laughs> Buckner, get Armstead in his face, get their arms up, and block his vision. Don't let him see what he's doing. And, and I expect them to do that. I expect a defensive line to come out angry, pissed off, and ready to go, and more importantly, well-rested because they're not playing a Thursday night game. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a big part of that um, that we saw affect the Niners last time, the Thursday night game, the quick turnaround. Um, after playing, you know, I mean, they, they did just they did beat up on Carolina, so they weren't out there that much on defense. But um, it is a short week. These guys' bodies go through a lot. Um, and then to come back out four days later to play another um, physical game, you know, it's going to have an effect on you. But my my first my first key to, to victory is, is is Kyle Shanahan. Um, you know, you may not be with you may be without Emmanuel Sanders. We you may be without George Kittle. You're going to miss Matt Breida. You're going to miss Joe Staley. You you know you have time to prepare, create a game plan that can adjust to the personnel that you have. Now, is is it is it Kyle Shanahan's fault that his wide receivers are dropping passes? Is it Kyle Shanahan's fault that his left tackle and right tackle were getting mollywopped last week? No, it's not his fault. However, if you're seeing those things happen in that game, um, make an adjustment in the game to you know get quick hitters out, get the ball out fast, so that way Jimmy's not taking hits, Jimmy's not fumbling the ball, he's not you know forcing anything or having to uh, worry about uh, long developing plays. You know there was a lot of times where Jimmy's holding the ball too long. And, you know, part of that has to be on Kyle Shanahan. If you're seeing your offensive line get destroyed, you got to make an adjustment. Um, and that's that's where I hope Kyle Shanahan will learn from his mistakes last week and uh, make an adjustment against this defense who has a Chandler Jones, who has a Terrell Suggs. We saw Buda Baker last time come off the edge a whole bunch blitz, in blitz packages. He was everywhere. He had 14, 13, 14 tackles against this Niners offense. Um so you you got to count for at least those three guys, and um, you know make proper adjustments. I, I would like to see Kyle do something there to uh, expose some of the pressure that I think the Cardinals are going to dial up this week. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Kyle Shanahan needs to make the adjustments, and and I hope he can. I, I think you know again, second time he's seeing this defense, so it's it's nothing new to him. I expect him to come out. Be ready to face it and, and be willing to make those adjustments um, with whatever personnel they have. Because we don't exactly know who's going to be playing just yet. A couple guys are going to be game time decisions. Kittle, it, it sounds like he's 99%. He's going to be out. Um, and I think that's the right call. Uh, I guess yesterday he wasn't very happy about it. Uh, Kyle Shanahan let slip to the Cardinals beat writers that that he wasn't playing and then the team kind of came back and said, Oh, well that was, that's not what he meant to say. Yada, yada, yada. Look, it sounds like Kyle uh, Kittle's not playing. He wasn't happy about it. He told uh, beat writers on his way out of the locker room, close, close guys. So he sounds like he's ready to go now. And the coaching staff is holding him out because they realize what a gauntlet is coming up and how badly they're going to need him in not more important games, but against tougher opponents. 
Yeah. Um, part of the, I think Kyle. It's part of what I've you know I, I I don't know what you've seen, but I've seen some similar 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 stuff there. Um, I think Kyle. I think what he said was we're gonna have to act like we're gonna have to prepare as if Kittle is out, and I think that's what was taken out of context. Either way, I think Kittle's out this game. I think you think Kittle's out this game. So, mm-hmm. um, Kyle, adjust and prepare as if Kittle will not be playing. So that there's that. Um, what is your – wait, you already said your second key to victory, didn't you? No, my second key to victory. Oh, yeah, go ahead. My second key to victory, Tevin Coleman and Raheem Mostert. Yes. So I, I think those are two guys that need to get going. The run game has been anemic for two games in a row. After after what had been just just running over everybody week in and week out, they haven't been able to do it, haven't been able to to put it together. So they really need to to be successful. And I I, I think you know we've seen flashes from Breda and we've seen flashes from Coleman. There's a legitimate argument to be made that Mostert's a top two running back on this team. He's consistently healthy, and he's just consistent in the run game. Uh, Coleman and Brady couldn't get it going against the Seahawks. Brady obviously left with an injury, but Mostert came in and towards the end of the game and was gashing them six, seven yards at a time. And I think, you know, it might be time to start getting him the ball more. Look, running back by committee, I'm all for it. He's also shown he can, he can, he can make plays in, in, in in the pass game. I want to see some more Mostert, but more importantly, I want to see Coleman do what he does best. And that's be, effective when he gets the ball in space yeah you know most are you know i hate i hate even talking about the seahawks game still but most was running the ball very well late in that game and i think you could have given one more shot at that fourth and one but um most is very very effective he has very good eyes uh very good um discipline you know going through his rush lanes but once he breaks free I don't think there's anybody in the league that can catch him. So, mm-hmm. um, and I'm with you, man. Coleman and, and Mostert, that's going to be a nice one-two combo. Um, I think you'll see most. I think you'll see Coleman more so on the passing downs, and Mostert just more on the rushing downs. Um, because I don't, I'm not too certain on Mostert's hands in the pass game. Um, whereas Coleman has been very sure-handed, except for the one screen that he dropped against the Cardinals um, in that Halloween game. Um, my second key to victory is Debo Samuel's. If Emmanuel Sanders can't go or he's not 100%, this is a Debo game. Debo, yes, he had a big drop in this in the Seahawks game. Hit him right in the numbers. Um, however, he did, you know, had eight receptions for 112 yards. The man can play. He's physical. Um, and I think this is a, this is ripe for Debo to, to get going um, and, and say, you know, prove his worth as a second-round pick and all the hype going into the season about how this is Kyle Shanahan's type of rod receiver, you know, baby Garcon. Um, he has, you know, some Anquan Bolden to him. He's got the ability to high point the ball, um, you know, with opportunity for Debo to um, to explode. I think this is the game that he can do it. And, um, you know, to add on to that, I want to see Richie James in this game. I, I think mm-hmm. it is time to give Richie James some opportunity. He has pretty much the same stat line as Dante Pettis with less opportunity. Um, and the, you know, I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago, um, who we, who I thought the best wide receiver on this team was. And I, I said, Richie James, he's come up big when they needed him, um, in Tampa against the Redskins. Um, he's done some really good things for this offense. Yes. We may have differing opinions on his punt return skills, but <laughs> in the past game, I think he's a valuable weapon. Um, you know, some, some of the things you, some of the things I've seen from his college tape, you know, there's there's so much there. There's so much potential, and I hope that the Niners can use him this week. So I'm going to add D- Debo and Richie James to my keys to victory. Um, those things, those two guys, hopefully get the opportunity and hopefully um, take advantage of those opportunities. Well, that's going to roll really nicely into my third key for the game. It's five simple words: <laughs> catch the goddamn ball. Because hey, look, Cam said it. there was nine drops. Nine drops. Now, look, I, I went back and I watched them all. Watched them all. They're not all on the wide receivers. Some of them are the throws are a little bit high, a little bit behind them. But they're all catchable. Hands were put on all of these footballs and these gloves they wear nowadays. If you get your hands on the ball, you got to catch it. You got to yeah. catch it. Look, Kendrick Bourne, he's, he's an enigma. 
if he's like super covered in the end zone, he's gonna make some spectacular catch. He gets <laughs> open and he just he can't do it. I don't know. I don't know what yeah. to do with it. Look, Dante Pettis, he's in Shanahan's doghouse, and he's in Shanahan's doghouse for a reason. Look, you can call and said, oh, I'll practice, whatever. It's just a practice, whatever. Look, the video that Matt Mayoko put out today on his Instagram, it looks like Dante Pettis is going through the motions, and then he drops the pass. Like, I look, yeah. man, I don't. Kyle Shanahan comes out and says, when Kyle Shanahan comes out and says that, you know, if we keep giving you opportunities and you keep missing those opportunities, they're going to stop giving them to you. And I think this is a game where. Look, Pettis isn't going to be a healthy scratch because they're not going to have any healthy scratches this week, it doesn't sound like. It yeah. sounds like they're going to have seven guys that are actually no shit hurt and not able to go. So he's going to dress. But, man, I, I find it hard to believe that once they get healthier that he's going to dress on Sundays. I think you're right. Yeah, you I, think it's, I think it's Richie James time. I think it's time for Debo to get a lot more play. I, th- I want to see more Ross Dwelly. I want to see him more involved. If, especially when Kittle, with Kittle not going. There's a lot of things I want to see. We're not seeing it right now. We're not seeing it from these wide receivers. And it's time to start giving other guys opportunities because they're not taking advantage of them. Yeah, you know, and, and part of this, um, the wide receiver issue, you know, is, is starting to fall on Jimmy Garoppolo. You, you know, you hear these quote-unquote experts, you know, Bamani Jones, Stephen A. Smith. I really don't care for their opinions, to be quite honest. You know, they, they're very uninformed. Um, but when you can start to control the narrative about how Jimmy's the weak link, Jimmy's this, Jimmy's that, I don't know what more you want Jimmy to do when you're he's putting the ball in between the one and the nine on your chest and you drop the ball. Um, you know, Jimmy's been one of the better third down passers in the league. He gets out of he gets out of sacks. He you know he he's been very he's been doing exactly what he was asked to do. And this is a week to week league. Last week where when he puts up 317 yards and four touchdowns against the Cardinals, we're praising him. Um, how Jimmy has you know arrived. He's you know he's worth 137 million dollars. Yet you know he had a three turnover game against Seattle, and all of a sudden he's terrible now. When his counterpart Russell Wilson, if had had the Niners made that field goal. We're discussing Russell Wilson as blowing the game because he threw the the interception prior to that drive. So there's it's it's the thing about narratives, and I and I hope 49ers fans pay attention to those things and and um, you know make their own adjust- assessment after the fact because the tape doesn't lie, the film doesn't lie, the game doesn't lie. I don't care for Booger McFarland, Steve, you know Stephen A. These guys they just they're not watching fully. But I'm off my soapbox there. Um, <laughs> the uh, the the final key to victory for me is Fred Warner, Fred Warner uh, with no Quan Alexander, and playing with um, now Fred is a second year player, but he's playing with two rookies next to him, Al Shahir and uh, Dre Greenlaw. Uh, Fred was outstanding Ooh. against the Seahawks. Mm. Outstanding is an understatement, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I was just thinking in, earlier today. You know, fifty two, fifty three, fifty four. Fred Warner is is. Mm. He's making his case, in my personal opinion, from what I've watched on film all year and last year. Uh, Fred is, I, I'm, he's a bad mother. You know what I'm going. Um, <laughs> Fred, he nearly picked sixth. Um, Kyler last week, he nearly picked off uh, Russell. This week, he's gonna get his hand on the ball. And he's gonna score. He's going to get his hand on the ball. He has this Peanut Tillman punch to him. How many forced fumbles does he have this year by punching it out? He changed the whole game on Monday night uh, by punching the ball out of the offensive lineman's hands. DeForest Buckner picks it up and scores. Fred is um, the energy guy now that Quan is out and the brains of the defense. Um, he's got to be on his P's and Q's, and I think he will be. Uh, Nick Bose had a really good quote about um, Fred Warner how he's always the last guy out of here. He was waiting for Fred to get on Call of Duty, and uh, Fred wasn't even out of the stadium or out of the building yet um, <laughs> to, to to play some video games against Nick Bosa. But yeah, he wasn't uh, out of the, he wasn't out of the building until five, and it was yeah. a day off. Yeah, <laughs> that's dedication, man. That's leadership, and that's that's exactly what you want from your middle linebacker. That's what you want from your quarterback. That's what you want from guys that are going to be cornerstones of your franchise and I think Fred is making a case to be a cornerstone of this franchise he's always you know he said he's always want to be one of the best he knows the lineage uh, of the 49ers when it comes to linebackers from Ken Norton to Patrick Willis to Navarro Bowman you know even you know we had there's the Niners have been spoiled at linebacker 
just like they've been spoiled at tight end, you know. Um, and Fred Warner is in line right now, in my personal opinion, to, you know, keep that tradition going. He's doing a really good job of it. He's got to be on his stuff on Sunday uh, versus Arizona Cardinals team, and I think he will be. He sounds very hungry and uh, irritated with the, the outcome of the last game. Yeah, and they all should be. Look, Fred Warner, I said it I said it on Monday night when we were recording and we were exhausted and mentally drained and could barely function. Fred Warner, top five linebacker, in my opinion, hasn't changed. It's the exact same. The man can play. He plays like a man possessed half the time. It's incredible to watch. I'm not quite on the Patrick Willis, Navarro Bowman level with him yet. 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 Still time to prove that he can be that guy. I don't see it yet, but he's getting there. He's getting there. He's, he's, a, he's a different kind there. of player than those two guys. Yes. Very different yes. kind of player. And I think that's where I, I struggle to make that comparison. Just because he plays with a, a, a different speed than those guys. It was just hard to say because those guys were so fast and so all over the place. But they just, they were, he's more of a finesse linebacker, if that makes sense. Not in the way that he's no, not going to, he's not going to punch, it's not, I'm not saying he's not going to punch in the mouth because he will. He can lay the wood. But, he just plays with a different a different style than those two did. Um, you know, in that three four Fangio defense, Willis Bowman were free to just run north and south, east and west, and just brutalize people. Uh, Warner, I think, has a lot more responsibilities. He's he's calling yeah. the plays. He's he's dropping the coverage much more often. Um, he's when he blitzes, he's he's so elusive for these offensive linemen. He sneaks right past them and gets in the backfield. It's 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 really fun to watch. Um, top five linebacker. That's what we we're talking about. That's a great key to the game because you're right. Kyler Murray can run, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna need they're gonna need to, the ways to com- combat him. Yeah, they uh, they're gonna have to contain him. They're gonna have to um, keep their eye on Christian Kirk, who had a monster game last week. They're gonna have to just play sound football, championship level defense, and the offense just needs to do their thing. Uh, the Niners are at home. I think that's a big advantage to them. They're not mm-hmm. traveling after a physical game. Um, you know, they can they can get treatments all the way up until you know until sun, Sunday morning if they need it. Um, those things matter. And home field advantage. You know, this, the Levi's is rocking. Levi's is transforming um, right before all of our eyes. We saw it on Monday night. We've seen it in these eight wins or the, the, what is it? They've had four home games, three and one at home, mm-hmm. and all those games have been rocking. Um, you know, it's Levi's is starting to develop its own culture and chemistry. And, you know, let's just I want to hear it nice and loud uh, on Monday, uh, excuse me, Sunday night or Sunday, Sunday during the day. Um, so I, I fully expect a Niner win. I think we already talked about it with um, Cameron, but I'm going to repeat it. 27-21 is my prediction for this game. Niners come out of this one, head into the game versus Green Bay. But 27-21, Niners pull this out and uh, keep things on the right path and keep that lead in the NFC and NFC West. Yeah, 31-24, Niners come out on top. Uh, Must-win game. Can't be dropping two straight before they go into their brutal little stretch. Um, back half of the schedule, significantly harder than the first half. Um, no matter what metric you are, really want to look at it from. None of these teams are unbeatable that they're, getting, they're going up against. Obviously, there's yeah. no more undefeated teams in the NFL. Every team is beatable. If the Niners play their game, they can hang with anybody. I expect them to come out and play disciplined football against the Arizona Cardinals and take care of business. Yeah, I fully expect them to, to come out and, and uh, redeem that loss on Monday night. Um, for all the 49ers fans out there, we want to thank everybody for listening, subscribing, rating, reviewing, following us on Twitter. Um, it's been a very fun ride. Um, I have uh, didn't expect this type of growth um, from the pod. It was you know it was just me and Matt talking ball and it's become a really big deal um shout out to sam i got in contact with her about her beanie thank you for everyone who participated in that giveaway um we really do appreciate everybody out there uh tuning in and uh checking us out and supporting us all the way through this whole thing yeah absolutely i mean like you said i I don't i can't believe where where we're at right now this is awesome (laughs) it's so much fun interacting with everybody and and all the listens and all the feedback we get um, we, I expect a bunch of great feedback from this episode too, just because we had Cameron Cox back on. Uh, so again, oh, yeah. big thank you to him for joining us. Um, again, I'm going to keep telling y'all until you do it, go follow my man. He's really good. A lot of good insight, a lot of good stories. Uh, fun dude. Um, so yeah, yeah just, just thank y'all. 
And, and just For be sure. thankful that our offense isn't as inept as the Steelers because, goodness gracious, watching this game right now, they are brutally bad. Brutally bad. Yeah. it's. Uh, I had the Browns winning this game, and hopefully they do it because I have a Steelers fan who was in my mentions and in my phone talking shit about my Niners loss on Monday. <laughs> so if you lose to the Browns there, buddy, because you're going to listen. I know you will. Uh, I'm up, I'm on your ass after this game. <laughs> um, but you know what? Uh, we will be back to review the 49ers game on Sunday. Um, for everyone out there, again, subscribe, rate, review on all your podcast platforms, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you um, download your podcast or listen to podcasts. F- give us a follow, uh, rating, and review if you can do so. Uh, follow us on Twitter at 4th and Gold Podcast, and then follow myself at Javier Vague underscore, and then follow my guy Matt at Matt Bar underscore. I'm getting really and, good uh, at this, we, man. I'm getting really good yeah, at this. Yeah, we're I doing, keep hitting my yeah, cue. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, for those of you who are going to the game on Sunday, be loud, be proud. It's only one loss, guys. We need to uh, keep this thing going. Rubber asses, like the like Tim Ryan said, bounce back game, get back. This is the get back and uh, get back on the winning ways. Um, but until Sunday, go Niners. Peace. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.